Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi Schneider explains how we can be living in the light of eternity. These days, it's becoming difficult to tell the difference between a cultural Christian and a biblical one. But is that how believers are supposed to be engaged with the world? Well, that's the question Rabbi Schneider addresses today in a message from our series, The Lens of Eternity. It's much more important to be a follower of Jesus than just a churchgoer. And in these tough times, people need to see the power and the love of God working through you and me in authentic ways. So let's dive in. Rabbi's message starts right now. There's a real weighty word that the Lord has put within me. And the first inclination for me is not to preach it. The first inclination is to fully lay a hold of it for myself. But it's burning in me. And I believe that it's an important word that everybody needs to hear. Beloved, the grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word of Yahweh, the word of the Lord, the blessed one, abides forever. We would do well to pay attention to the words that I'm going to be sharing with you today. You see, the truth is that even those of us that call ourselves believers, most of us are much more worldly than we think. Some of us think that we're good Christians because we know the right language. We go to church We're not cussing. We're not committing crimes. Some of us are tithing. We think, you know, we're Christians and we're walking the path. But beloved, I want you to know, when you look at the life of the Apostle Paul, when you look at the words of Scripture, being a follower of Jesus is much more than our cultural definition of what it means to be a Christian. To truly be renewed by the Word of God means that we are living in this world as those that realize that we are not of this world. You see, Paul was living in the light of eternity. The Apostle Paul wasn't living for anything that this world could give him. He was not trying to fulfill himself by the things of the world. But let's be honest with ourselves. How many of us are outward focused trying to fulfill ourselves with a new car, a new house, a promotion, looking for others to affirm us, trying to achieve what the world calls success, even pursuing the American dream. I'm talking about living in the light of eternity as opposed to living the American dream. Many years ago, I had a dream. I was preaching at the congregation that I used to pastor. And in the middle of the dream, as I'm preaching to the congregation, they stand up in the middle of my message. They put their hand over their heart and they start saying the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. They all did it together in unison. And it was so loud, beloved ones, it drowned out my preaching. And I felt totally ashamed as I was experiencing this in the dream, that they had drowned out the word of God as it was being proclaimed by this act of standing up and reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. In the dream, after they drowned out the word that I was preaching, I left the pulpit, I walked out of the sanctuary, 
I went into the restroom in the building that the congregation was meeting in, and I said, Lord, I feel so embarrassed. I said, what should I do? And the Lord said, go back in there and finish. And I totally didn't want to go back in. I was totally humiliated. But in the dream, I obeyed the Lord. I went back in. As I went back into the sanctuary, got behind the pulpit, somebody yelled out, they don't want to listen to you anymore. And then I finished the message and the dream ended. And I was really shaken by this. I just knew that the Lord was saying something to me. And the first way that I interpreted what happened in the dream was, Lord, what did I do wrong to bring this about? Where have I been weak as a leader that such a thing could happen? How did this happen? Where did I fail, Lord? And I just was tormented. What is going on? What did I do wrong, Lord? What do I need to change? Several days later, I'm still praying about this dream. I'm still shaken by it. Several days later, I'm in a hotel room. I was getting ready to go preach somewhere the next morning, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It wasn't audible, but I just knew clearly, as clear as a bell, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. And he said this to me. He said, it wasn't about you being a weak leader. I wasn't showing you this to point out something that you're doing wrong. He said, what I was showing you is that my people's allegiance isn't really to me. The Lord said their allegiance is to the American dream. The point, beloved, here were all these people gathered in a congregation, thinking they were believers, calling themselves Christians or Messianic Jews, whatever you want to say. And yet they were totally deceived because deep down inside, their allegiance wasn't really to the Lord, to living sacrificially for him, to taking upon themselves the yoke of voluntarily suffering for the sake of the kingdom, of being willing to submit to whatever the Lord wanted to do in their life, to be willing to let the Lord deal with them and use them in whatever way he wanted to, to totally surrender everything to him. No, they weren't doing that. They were trying to hang on to the world. And they had God as a little box on the side that they included in their life, but they were not in alignment or in allegiance to the Lord, first of all. They were first of all, beloved ones in the dream, pursuing the American dream. I wonder if I'm talking to you. You see, we have these nice homes. We even have our little Bibles on our coffee tables. We say a prayer, some of us before eating, but have we really been rewired by the word of God so that we're living in the light of eternity? You see, when you study the life of the Apostle Paul, Shaul, we say in Hebrew, and Paul said, follow me, Paul said to us in the scriptures. Follow me as I follow Christ, as I follow Yeshua. So Paul is one that was transformed. He knew he was transformed, and he was calling the church to follow his example. And when we look at Paul's example, he was not living to make himself satisfied and fulfilled by getting all that he could from the present world that he was living in. He completely refuted that. He completely threw that kind of a mindset off. He was living for one thing. He was living for the glory of Jesus. In fact, he said in the book of Philippians that he had suffered the loss of all things in the world. He had lost his friends. He had lost his possessions. He lost his reputation. Instead, he traded that in to be shipwrecked, beaten, imprisoned, persecuted, mocked. 
He lost his fame as a religious leader, the income that he derived from it, the status he had in society. He gave all that up, everything the world had to offer him, and he said he counted it but rubbish in order that he might gain Jesus, gain Christ, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of his own derived from the law, but he said that which comes through Jesus, and he said this, that I would know him. He was living in the light of eternity. He had lost everything in the world. He said he considered everything that he lost as rubbish compared to knowing Jesus. And he said, and to know him, speaking of knowing Jesus, in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. Beloved one, he was abandoned to God. Are you? Now, when I say this, this is not an accusation to anyone, because I apply it to myself. Jesus said when he returns, it's going to be many people that will say, Lord, Lord, and he will say to them, I never knew you. In other words, at his return, there's going to be many people that thought they belonged to him. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. Why? They thought they were Christians because they had little trinkets in their house. They were doing a few little Christian things but you know what? They had never been radically changed. They were living for the world. They were living for the present age and not for the age to come. So the apostle Paul that had suffered the loss of all things and was living for one thing, to know Jesus in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. The one that said to live is Christ and to die is gain. I'm talking about so being rewired that for us, every day when we wake up in the morning, our motto coming from our deepest disposition is to live as Christ, to die as gain. I'm living for Yeshua. I'm living for Jesus. That's what my whole life is about. And bless the Lord, if I die, that's even better. That's what I'm talking about. Not including Jesus in our life, not making him a hobby not making him part of one of the compartments, but he becomes everything. Jesus said, he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. We're talking about having an eternal perspective now. And so I'm asking you and I'm looking at myself and I'm saying, am I really living as one whose life and mind has been transformed so that I'm living with an eternal lens? I'm not living for this world. I'm not putting my family first. I'm not even putting my children first. I'm not putting my occupation first. I'm not putting success first. I'm not putting my possessions first. Jesus comes first. And to live as Christ, to die as gain. And if I lose any of those things, it's not worthy to be compared with knowing him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship, Paul said, of his sufferings. There's a price to pay for following Jesus. All that desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, will suffer. Are you going to receive that yoke or not? You can't be in the world and in Jesus too. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And Rabbi will be right back. So please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. 
We are so thankful for everyone who gives a financial gift of support to this ministry. And perhaps today is the day that you decide that you would like to deepen your commitment to discovering the Jewish Jesus. The best way to do that is to sign up to become a monthly partner at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Or you can call us at 800-777-7835. Together, we can help others prepare for Jesus' return. And now let's get back into the second half of today's message. And here's how Paul viewed the present. He didn't view it as if, you know, this is all there is. Paul, again, he realized that he was living for the power of the age to come. He was living with an eternal mindset. And part of that mindset involved understanding the present moment, understanding even this present moment in human history on the planet in light of the whole picture. What do I mean by the whole picture? I'm talking about in light of the history of the world and mankind from its inception, which the scripture tells us about, to where it is going to and where it is bound to. As I am experiencing reality, I'm not just living in the now as if this is all there is. No, I'm looking at what is happening right now in the light of the whole arc of human history. So I'm not defining my life by the now, but rather I'm defining the now by the arc of human history. And what do I mean by that? Human history begins in the book of Genesis, right? With God creating Adam and Eve in his own image, male and female, he created he them. That's where it begins. And then what happens? We have the fall. Satan enters in and brings deception. Eve and Adam fall for that deception. And once they fell for the deception, everything got messed up. Everything got rewired. Man became separated from God and suppressed the truth in unrighteousness and has been living in deception and self-deception all this time. Then what happens? The Lord sends forth the Redeemer, Yeshua. Whoever receives Yeshua will also receive, according to the Word of God, the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit. We've been redeemed, those that have received Him, and we are presently, those of us that have been redeemed, contending for the eternal life to which we've been called. I want to go to the book of Timothy for a second. I want you to hear Paul's words to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Paul says this to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called and made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. What does this mean? We're looking at understanding the present moment in the light of the whole arc of human history. So we see Adam and Eve created. We see the fall. We see redemption coming to the world through Yeshua, the spirit of eternity given to those that would receive him. Those that receive Jesus receive eternal life. These things have been written, John said, to you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life. Again, eternal life is not just a life that goes on forever. It's a quality of life. It is a reality that is outside of time and outside of space. Jesus is eternal. To know God is to experience eternal life. We're living in the powers of the age to come. And so when something happens right now, again, interpreting the now in light of the arc of eternity, I recognize that what is happening now is oftentimes the result of a fallen world that is deceived 
That even when something happens to me in this world in which I become a victim like Paul was in prison, beaten, shipwrecked, I don't interpret my reality as simply being the victim of what happened to me. No, if I'm living for Jesus, hanging on to him, trusting him, I interpret the present reality that I'm dealing it with as one that is being faithful to Jesus in the midst of this wicked generation. And because I'm being faithful to him in this present wicked generation, The evil that I suffer is working within me an eternal weight of glory that is not worthy to be compared with having to go through the momentary light afflictions. And I also realize that I'm expending my energy in this world not to be rewarded in this world, but to be rewarded when Jesus comes again and fully brings to bear the powers of the age to come. You see, In the last chapter of the word of God, Jesus said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to each one according to what he's done, which is the opposite of what the new age teaches. You see, the new age teaches that everything is now, the power of the now, that there is no past, there is no future. All there is, is the now. And there's some truth to being in the present moment and experiencing life in the present moment. I'm all for that. But there's much more than just the now. Beloved, we are looking for a city whose builder and architect is God. And we are living this life not expecting that we're going to be fully rewarded in this life. We're living in this life expecting our reward to come to us in the age to come. Jesus said, when you do good things, if you let men know what you have done, you'll already have had your reward. He said, no, do them in private. Your heavenly Father is going to reward you. Jesus said, even a cup of cold water given in my name is going to be rewarded. You see, living in eternity involves two things. Number one, living in the power of eternity involves a looking forward to heaven. And we should be motivated in this world to continue doing good, to continue to discipline ourselves, to continue to submit to the working of God in our life and that transformational process because we're looking forward to heaven. But secondly, living in eternity involves, beloved, bringing the power of the age to come, bringing the revelation of eternity into our present life, our present thoughts, so that it affects the way that we think, the way we feel, it affects our consciousness, it affects the way we're living now. So my challenge to us today is this. We are not of this world. This world is not our home. This world can never and it will never satisfy you and I, so let's quit trying to indulge ourselves in the visible things that this world has to offer. Instead, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, because he's coming quickly and will reward to each man according to what he's done. Beloved, let's live in the light of eternity. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And if you'd like to learn some more about this program or rabbi, then just visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. 
And you know, every day we hear from listeners just like you. They write to tell us how much this program has impacted their lives. And recently, someone connected with us on Facebook and they said, Oh my, that's good preaching. Rabbi, I thank God for the strong, bold spirit that Father has given you. I thank you for your faithfulness and obedience and for helping the church see the truth today. Amen. And another listener from the Philippines told us, Rabbi, I'm so happy that my daughter is being inspired by your teachings. She even takes notes and she's seven years old. Friends, it is because of faithful listeners like you that this seven-year-old little girl is taking notes and learning more about Jesus. And your giving enables Rabbi to preach the word to people like that listener on Facebook with bold faithfulness. And it helps the church see the truth today. And if Rabbi's messages are stirring something in your heart, would you embrace God's calling on your life and partner financially with this ministry right now? Here's Rabbi to share what's on his heart today. Paul taught us that the Old Testament was written for us, believers in Jesus today, upon whom the end of the ages has come. What we learn, beloved, from the Old Testament, which was written for our instruction, is that Father God told the children of Israel to bring their tithe into the place that he chose for them. If Father God is using discovering the Jewish Jesus to establish his name, his son, and his kingdom in your life, I wanna ask you today, beloved, to make your financial sacrifice to him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. See, the scriptures tell us that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us. I wanna thank you for your financial gift today, and I can promise you this, as you're obedient to the Lord, Father's gonna bless you. I love you, and shalom. To partner with us or to give a gift of any amount today, just connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call at 800-777-7835. You can also give a gift of any amount right on the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. Just click the donate button in the middle of the screen. And the mobile app, it also has a variety of resources and tools available like our daily devotional, Rabbi's articles and links to our social media platforms such as Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And then before we close, let me remind you, if you missed any of Rabbi's messages, you can catch the program online or by subscribing to our podcast. We also have a vibrant YouTube channel where you'll not only hear Rabbi, but you can see him deliver these life-changing daily truths. And to learn more, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're online, make sure and drop us a line to let us know how Rabbi's authentic and bold teaching is transforming your life this holiday season. We look forward to hearing from you soon. But right now to close today's message with a special blessing, here is Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh, 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 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to come back again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains God's gift of faith. That's coming up Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.